Welcome to the Freedom Challenge Online with host and director of the Freedom Challenge, Tracy Doherty. Our mission is to do good by helping enslaved women and children, to do more than you ever thought physically possible, and to do it together by connecting women with a heart for a hurting world. Hello, Freedom Sisters. Thank you for joining us today. And to start off this episode, we want to give you an update from Operation Mobilization Ministry in Madagascar. As you may know, Freedom Challenge has the privilege of advocating for these phenomenal ministries all over the world, ministries that prevent, that develop, that restore and rescue women and children and disrupt the cycle of poverty and oppression. So here to tell us a little bit about what's going on in Madagascar is Michaela. So in Madagascar, some of the workers partnering with OM are going into the community of the capital city, and they're getting to know how this pandemic has impacted people's lives. So while they're there in this capital city, they also get to meet with about nine young girls between the ages of 14 to 17 who are highly vulnerable to sex exploitation. They live in environments which is home to many prostitutes and alcoholics. They come with large families. They have younger and older siblings. And most of them have only completed two years at primary school before they drop off. And so one of the ministries that they are starting to do in Madagascar is meeting with these girls and going through the Bible and having a Bible study and teaching them how to read and write, and then also getting the message of identity and purpose in Jesus and how to protect their bodies and to know more about their bodies. One story that we were able to hear is about one girl. Her name is Lada Tiana, and she's 15 years old. She lives with her mom. Her parents are divorced, and her mom is often drunk. And she previously worked as a housemaid. And one day, the boss that she worked for suggested that she should sleep with him for an amount of money. And she had told them, I didn't accept because I was afraid to become pregnant, though I was tempted because we have very little money. But I am thankful that I stood my ground and left my job after that. And so at their first meeting, the girls learned about who they are and who they are in God. And for Lada Tiana, this was the first time she had heard that she is created by God and in his image. This has brought her deep joy. And Lada Tiana believes that knowing that we are a child of God will help the girls to be careful and to take care of their bodies. And she had said, I remember. Remember the feeling I had when that man tried to buy me. I felt very unvalued. Knowing that I am a daughter of God made by him and for him helped me to find more reason to protect myself and from those men. So we ask that you join us today in prayer for thinking that there were ministry workers that were able to reach and teach this message to Latitiana and the other girls that they are made in the image of God and to continue to pray that they would understand their identity in Christ and grow and just for more opportunities to meet with these girls and the girls in the capital city and all around Madagascar that this ministry would be able to grow and just overall wisdom and guidance in training and leading those girls. I'm privileged to be able to give you this update and hope that you guys join us in prayer today for them. So back over to you, Tracy. 
Wow. Thank you for that update, Michaela. How beautiful to hear how God is moving in the ministries throughout the world that Freedom Challenge has the honor and the privilege of supporting. Well, friends, thank you for joining us today. I have a special guest, Jessica Sherwood, who is a Freedom Challenge sister. And I got to tell you that this woman is powerful. She is beautiful. She is well-spoken and compassionate. Her life perked my interest back in 2017 when she and I and a handful of other women, not a handful, 38 women, went on the Freedom Challenge in Peru. So I invited her to share a little bit about her experience with the Freedom Challenge and to encourage us to remember that we all have a call to the oppressed and the vulnerable. You know, it may look different for everyone, but each of us gets to participate in seeing biblical justice on earth. So welcome, Jessica. Would you tell us where you're coming from and how did you actually get involved in Freedom Challenge? Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here today. Freedom Challenge is very close to my heart and I had an incredible experience with this organization. So I just feel really honored to share a little bit today to give you some background and context. I have had a passion to fight human trafficking since as young as 15, 16 years old. And it's always been something on my heart and on my mind. I've known I want to get involved in protecting human vulnerabilities. So when I graduated from college, I got an opportunity to work at an international nonprofit called One Hope down in South Florida. And One Hope creates Bible engagement programs for children and youth all over the world. And I only have good things to say about this organization. I absolutely loved my time there. But as I was working there, I still continually felt a stirring in my heart to get involved specifically with the fight against human trafficking. And I wasn't sure at that time the best avenue to pursue justice or what it would look like. But I remember specifically one day my roommate came home and she had this huge smile on her face. And she said, Jessica, I have the perfect opportunity for you. She said, I want you to look into something called the Freedom Challenge. So my curiosity was piqued and I immediately started Google searching Freedom Challenge, came across their website, and I remember reading through the stories and immediately thinking, wow, their mission aligns so much with my heart. And I remember feeling so excited about a nonprofit that was using such an incredible holistic model to rescue women out of the sex trade. And the more I read about it, the more I thought, I want to become actively involved. And Freedom Challenge has an amazing opportunity where you can raise funds and provide awareness and advocacy opportunities to fight human trafficking. And then all of this culminates with a hike. And so I was able to participate in that. And I can tell you, it was a phenomenal experience. Um, definitely challenging. As the name says, Freedom Challenge, I am not a fundraising expert, so I was a little intimidated at first about how to fundraise $10,000, and I was also overwhelmed by all these hardcore female hikers because I like to walk occasionally, but I would never consider myself a fitness guru, but it was an incredible community of women who were there to support me every step of the way as far as fundraising goes and as far as getting in shape goes. Eventually, I was able to 
raise some funds and prepare for the hike and go to Machu Picchu with this incredible group of women. That that trip was pretty phenomenal in so many ways. I mean, I always say what you know what happens in Peru stays in Peru. We've got we've got some secrets from our team of pretty amazing adventures and I know you know what those are. And anyone listen can have a tongue in cheek about that. So I I love how God brings women into this ministry so uniquely, all different ways, all different paths. Would you talk a little bit more specifically about your experience in Machu Picchu? Can you expand on that experience and maybe share a significant moment that you had? So just to kind of set the stage, you know, this is a six-day hike. And I think we were hiking, what, Tracy, with a group of about 40 women? It was about 40 women. And plus our guides. Plus what? our guides, plus our guides, our men guides. Oh, yes. Yep. So we yeah. Can't forget about our brilliant guides. Yes. They were amazing. And I just remember such an incredible feeling. There's something so empowering about being with a group of strong women who are all passionate about the same cause and are all working to pursue justice in each of their spheres of influence. But one of my most significant memories um, started kind of on, I think it was our third day of the hike, and we would do breakout groups. And, you know, we'd all just be nestled up in the heart of the mountains, under the open sky. And my team leader had asked us how we all were doing. And normally I like to consider myself a very strong, composed person. But in that moment, I remember feeling incredibly vulnerable and incredibly overwhelmed. I think when you're out on the trail, you have a lot of time to process a lot of the atrocities in the world. And my heart that night felt so heavy thinking about the magnitude of human trafficking in the world. And I remember I started crying and I couldn't stop crying, Mm -hmm. which again was a rare experience for me. But it was so incredible because in that moment, as tears were falling down my face, all the women in my group put their arms on me and they said, Jessica... This is not an issue alone for you to face. This is something that God is calling thousands of women to all over the world. This is something that's going to be accomplished through a community effort of empowered people who all have a heart to pursue justice. And in that moment, I remember feeling that burden lifted. They said, Jessica, this isn't your burden to carry. This is something that God's heart breaks for. And he is going to do whatever it takes to build up an army to rescue these women. So then I remember the next day, we, I think we're summiting that day, the highest point. And it was so high, Jessica. It was just, oh, it was, I think it was maybe 16.5 or 16.6. I mean, it, it was so high. So any friend listening to you, it was high. This girl did it. (laughs) <laughs> well, and I also should note, Tracy was at the very front of the pack. <laughs> she was very hardcore. Actually, I think I was probably one of the last five. So that's just a little side note pitch. If you think you can't hike far, no problem. That was me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I still made it all the way. You did. But I remember as I was hiking up to the summit, I vividly remember counting every step and I would count 10 steps and then rest because I could just feel the burning in my lungs, the ache in my legs, the exhaustion. And as I'm doing this, I can hear the cheering on top of the summit of all the women who have already made it up there. And on top of the summit, you have this phenomenal view. 
And they kept yelling. And as they were yelling, I could hear them shouting my name over and over again. And I remember thinking, <laughs> I would fall over on this mountain right now and not get up if there were not all these women cheering me on. And then one of the guides actually ran down to me and said, Jessica, I will carry your bag for you if you want me to. I will put your backpack on my shoulders so you don't have this burden because I'm determined for you to make it to the top of the summit. And my pride being what it is, I said, no, but you can walk with me. So he walked with me. And when I made it to the top, all of the women were standing in a row cheering me on. And I remember walking through that line, tears streaming down my face, thinking, this is what it means to be a part of a community. We couldn't do this on our own in the same way that no singular person can address the massive, heavy issue of human trafficking. But there is so much power when we all come together towards a common goal. So I think that that's probably one of my favorite memories. I remember it so well. Like I can close my eyes and see the whole scenario. The women with the poles that you walked through, all of the shouting and cheering. And I have for so many times been on the side of walking into that. And it's such a mixture of empowerment, but humility. You really just feel this sense of, wow, I can't believe I just did that. And this thankfulness that there's just this throng of sound and praise and prayer going up and cheering you on. I mean, I often think, you know, what what is it like, you know, when it talks about the cloud of witnesses cheering us on? Maybe we got a little tiny picture of that at that high elevation, what the cloud of witnesses in Hebrews looks like cheering us on here as we do the work of the gospel on this earth. So you got a taste of that. And I loved every minute of it. So Jessica, after participating on this hike and what you experienced, how did this challenge impact your desire and your passions for your future and the career? And maybe tell us a little bit about what it is that you are doing currently and why. I, as I already mentioned, this hike is made up of so many hardcore women who are incredibly powerful, passionate, and driven. What was amazing to me about Freedom Challenge is I think we had people from 19 years old to 65. Yes. Is that right? Yes. And we had um, several different nations represented. Um, A good variety of women from Moldova, South Africa, Canada. I think there was a few others, but yeah, it was very, very diverse in age. Diversity was amazing. Mm -hmm. And so all different age groups, all different countries, all different careers, but all of these women were passionate about the same thing. All of them were passionate about fighting human trafficking and pursuing justice in the world today. And I know for me, that was really inspiring. If I'm honest, I think I have been around a lot of people who are really passive. And growing up in the Midwest, a lot of the women that I was exposed to were very apathetic when it came to being actively involved with the fight against human trafficking or any type of grave human rights violation. And so to be around so many women who were so strong made me question myself. And I remember so many nights sleeping in the tent, 
trying to think about what would it look like to really pursue justice to the best of my ability. And, you know, it's really hard to sleep when it's 30 degrees. So I remember being very chilly in my tent, but it gave me a lot of time to think and pray and think about my future. And I remember one time I was praying and it dropped in my heart that I wanted to go to law school. And I had always kind of in the back of my mind thought about advocacy work or some type of policy, but I was always intimidated by law school, if I'm honest. I don't know anyone in my family or any of my close friends who have gone into the legal field. So I always kind of just put it on the back burner and thought, okay, God, that's for other people. That's not for someone like me. But in that moment, I realized all of these other women chose to say yes to the calling and they didn't let fear overtake them. And they stepped out of their comfort zone. And so shortly after Freedom Challenge, actually, I applied for several law schools and I got into some different ones. And I ended up choosing Regent University, which is in Virginia Beach, which is where I'm at now. And part of the reason why I chose it is because it has an incredible human rights program. And they even have a center on campus that is committed to fighting human rights violations around the world. So um, I'm really grateful to Freedom Challenge for helping me get to law school. I remember one vivid memory that we had. We I don't know what day it was, but we actually got to have a meal together in the tent. And it was the first time I really had like a heartfelt, like I'm looking and intrigued at this woman and what she has to say. And I remember putting my head down in my tent, in my very cold tent, <laughs> just for a moment. Sidebar. Do you remember all those zippers? Zip, 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 zip. You're trying to go to bed and it's a zip, 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 zip. Anyways, back to the story. I just I just remember being captivated by what felt like such a calling, like you said, in your life. And it's such an honor to have been a part, this community to have been a significant or even a small part of such a significant time in your life. It is brave of you to step out into the unknown and to the uncertain. It's something that all of us, especially in the Western world, we can struggle with, you know, worshiping comfort and having prayers that reflect, Lord, bless me and keep me safe. And what I hear you saying is that your prayer began to be centered on, God, what have you uniquely called me to do in this world that executes biblical justice and brings a unique flourishing through my life? And so thank you for your yes. I know you're working hard. You're in your third year, getting ready to go into your third year of law school. And still the unknown of how does that look? But I'm I'm so grateful to hear your story and thank you for sharing it with us. And we're glad that we got to be a small part of it. So what would you say, Jessica, to our listeners about the, you know, just joining the pursuit of justice and what does that look like? You know, how, because again, it goes back to, we can feel like our small part is insignificant. We can almost dismiss it. So would you encourage our listeners on what it looks like for them to join in the pursuit of biblical justice? Yeah, I know for me personally, if I'm honest, I was very discouraged to the point of feeling almost hopeless when I thought about the magnitude of the issue of slavery and human trafficking today. And 
if I'm honest, it is a really heavy field. I mean, anytime you are working in the realm of justice, you do have to be prepared to hear things you never thought you'd hear, see things you never thought you'd see. And for a while, I remember carrying the burden alone, like I said, and I would just muster up all my strength and think, I'll do everything I can in my power to change this. And I realized it was in some ways a very self-focused mindset, thinking kind of what Tracy had said, when we were summiting, it's this feeling of humility of, yes, I am only one person. (laughs) And yes, my part might be very small in the whole scheme of things, but my part is so significant because it's what God has asked me to do. And I've realized that all of our small parts create a beautiful cohesive whole that allows for a strong force and movement to fight the issue of human trafficking. And it's funny because sometimes I'll hear people say, oh, Jessica, you know, you're just so passionate about justice, but that's not my calling. But I believe that each of us is tasked with the pursuit of justice and the duty to protect human rights. But I think it looks really different for everyone. And I think that's okay. We're all created with such unique giftings and unique passions. And I think sometimes people think, oh, you know, well, I'm not working at an organization that directly fights it. But I would tell them, you can be supporting financially. You can be offering up your talents to nonprofits. You can be a person to start a prayer group in your church. You can start an advocacy club at your school. There's all different ways to get involved. And I think a lot of times it's just taking that first step and it's humbling yourself and saying, I don't have all the solutions on my own. I'm overwhelmed, but I'm going to lean into this incredible community of people who are passionate about the same thing that I am. And so I hope that you'll just walk away with a sense of hope and not a sense of discouragement. Um, Another thing that was amazing to me about Freedom Challenge is you do hear so many incredible stories of women being rescued. You hear stories about women who have come out of the sex trade and have been given a second chance at life. And although these women have gone through horrific things, so many of them are healing and are growing. And there's an amazing community of women around them ready to support them. So I think for me, I realized that there is so much good that's happening. There's so much change that's happening. And we get the unique opportunity to play a small role in continuing to see these women come to freedom and to complete restoration. And so no matter what it is, just go home, start small, sign up for a hike. That's kind of a big start, actually. But (laughs) But just get started. That's my biggest piece of advice. Yes. Thank you. And one other easy step to do even right now after this episode is to join us in prayer for Latiana from Madagascar and the girls in Madagascar that God would continue to open up opportunities to rescue and provide for them and that the girls would know that they are loved and valued by their creator. Thank you, Jessica, so much for sharing your wisdom today. What a privilege to hear from you and your amazing story. We love that we get to be a part of your life and that you are a part of our community, helping partner with God for the oppressed and vulnerable women and children in the world. It looks very different to everyone, but each of us gets to participate in seeing biblical justice on earth. Thank you, listeners, for joining us today. And until next time, let's do good, do more, and do it together. 
Thanks for listening to the Freedom Challenge Online, brought to you by the Freedom Challenge, a ministry of Operation Mobilization USA. For more information about what we do and how you can partner with us, check out our website, thefreedomchallenge.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at the FCUSA.